As being we're in the Christmas season and talking about gifts, we're going to talk about the gift today. And just to start off, Jesus is the greatest gift um, that we ever received. All right. Now that we've learned that, sermon over, we can go home, right? <laughs> now we're going to dive into that a little bit today, but Jesus, who is the greatest gift, also gave us an amazing gift, right? John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Wow. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. So amazing. Before we continue on, let's just pray really quick. So Lord God, we just thank you. God, Father God, we thank you for giving us the best gift of all, Jesus, your son. And Jesus, we thank you for the gift that you gave us, the gift of salvation. And we just ask that you would just, um, this morning, open up our hearts to all that you have for us, Lord God. Let us receive even the abundance of uh, the more that you have for us, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So have you guys, probably more when you were younger, because I don't do this this much anymore, but when I was younger, there was like, you got birthday coming up or you got Christmas coming up, and you're like, there's a gift that you're waiting to receive. There's something that you're hoping for, you're expecting, and the anticipation builds. My son is like, oh, I just wish that Christmas would get here already. And then I'm like, but then when it's here, then it's over. He's like, okay, I wish the Christmas season would last longer. He's like, because there's this anticipation and, and this buildup. And I remember there was a few times, I can't remember exactly um, which, with, whether it was birthday or Christmas, but there's a few times there was a specific gift that I was hoping for that I was wanting. It's like, oh, this is, I really want this. This is going to be so cool. It's going to be so awesome. And I was really waiting for it and expecting it. And, um, and a couple of times it came. If I could have my friend John come up here and, and bring. So I think I might have got something like this for a birthday of mine. But you guys got to realize that I was born in the 80s. So as a kid, yes, I got for my birthday a Walkman. <laughs> Some of you younger people are like, what is that? <laughs> I brought it home the other day, and my daughter, who's six, she's like, Dad, what is that? And I was like, oh, this is a Walkman. You put a, a tape in here, and you play it, and you can... Yeah, she's like, what's, what's a tape? <laughs> and I put it in there. She played it for a little bit. And she's like, ah, I don't like this one. So, you know, change it to another song or, you know, another person. That I, like. I was like, well, you can't just do that. You got to get a whole other tape and put it in there. <laughs> but I remember I wanted one of these because before this, you had to, you know, listen to your music at home on your, if you were lucky enough, on your boom box or whatever. But with this thing, you could walk around and listen to your music wherever you went. I, I gave it to my other daughter, and she put it on her head. She's like, this music's scratchy. Like, <laughs> the, not just, like, the audio quality we have these days is so much better. But this was the coolest thing when I was, like, 10 years old. Like, man, I, could, I can go wherever I want. I can listen to all my music. 
There was another gift that I got, and I think a couple years later, and as my music went mobile, a couple years later, my video games went mobile, and that was a whole nother level. I got a Game Boy. How many of, how many of you owned an original Game Boy? Okay, man, that was so cool. The 2D graphics, the little black Mario running across the screen. Man, <laughs> it was the best thing ever. I could spend the time that I had to ride in my, my parents' vehicle to town just playing my video games. It was, it was amazing. But after time went on, the, the novelty of that gift of the Walkman and of the, the Game Boy began to wear off. The more and more that I used it and played with it and stuff, it just wasn't as special anymore. It just kind of be like, okay, yeah, this is... And eventually, like, I kind of lost interest in, in it altogether. Because either, like, yeah, it was kind of old hat, like, I've, I've done that, I played with it, or something new came out, right? After the Walkman, later on, my wife had a Discman that she got for a gift one time, and you could bring your CDs. And then the game really changed when you could burn your own music onto CDs, and you can make your own, like, mixes, and it was great. My kids are like, man, now we got phones. You can just listen to whatever music you want and just download it quickly. And so, yeah, but after a while, the thing that you, the gift that you've been waiting for and hoped for begins to lose its, um, its specialness and, and novelty. And, and uh, then something else new comes out and uh, you're like, oh, now I really need that. But in turn, eventually that is going to lose it's novelty and allure as well. I can say, though, that Jesus never loses his specialness. Specialness. Special. I don't even know how to say that. His allure. Like, he doesn't get old. Like, he does not get boring. I would say this. If he, if he is getting boring in your life, you're not really seeking him. Have you ever... I've done this many times... Watched a movie or watched a TV show, and at the end of it, you're just like, man, I'm never going to get those two hours of my life back. <laughs> like, that was a complete waste of time. I can think of so many more things that I could have done with that time than watch this movie. Me and my wife, we've kind of made it a, a habit uh, or a tradition, I guess, the last few Christmases to watch bad Christmas movies, and you know, Hallmark is just ripe with them. And some of them are so bad that they're entertaining, <laughs> but other ones are just bad, bad, and it's just like, ugh, like, we could have done something else. <laughs> but there has never been a time where I've spent with God where I've had the thought, man, I just wasted my time. I could have done something so much better than read my Bible. I've never had that thought. Whereas there's been plenty of other things, watching movies or other things, that like, man, I just wasted two hours, three hours, four hours, I just wasted a day of my life. Like, I'm not gonna get back. But I've never had that thought when I've spent time with God. Like, even if I didn't get a lot, maybe out of a reading, sometimes you know, read, I'm just like, wow, uh, I'm having a tough time today comprehending what I'm reading. 
but God's word says that it doesn't return void. And even if I didn't get something in that moment, I still have never felt like that was a waste of time. Your time with God is not a waste of time, and he will only um, you know, continue to captivate you. He says in Jeremiah 29, 13, says, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. He wants to reveal himself to you. That's his desire, is for you to know him more and more and more on a deeper level. And the more that I've, like as I've been diving into his word and his presence, the more that I think I understand, the more I realize I really don't know. And he just continues to reveal himself in greater ways. And God is never going to get old. He will never um, get boring because God is immeasurable. I think that's on your notes. There is no end to him, and there is no end to what he does. He has always been, and he will always be. God is eternal. Revelations 1.8 says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, which means the beginning and the end, says the Lord God, who's, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Isaiah 40.28 says, Have you not known, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. The Hebrew word for eternal is the word olam, which literally means time out of mind. And there's a, a scripture there for you guys to look up and reference, but meaning that God doesn't even exist in time. Time is actually something he created. So he always was, and he always will be. I've had this conversation with my son. He's like, I can't even, can't even comprehend that. Like, that hurts my brain. It's like, yeah, it hurts my brain, too, <laughs> to think about that. I can almost kind of kind of think of maybe time forever in the future, but time forever in the past, that just, that I can't even comprehend that. But he is eternal, time out of mind. He is omniscient, which means all-knowing. His knowledge is unending. There's a couple more scriptures for you guys to look up and, and reference on your own. And these are, I'm just giving you a, a, a couple. There's many more scriptures if you want to do some some uh, more extensive study on this. But he knows everything. And as we learned just quickly, he wants to reveal to us those who are diligently seeking him. There's not an end to the knowledge that he has that he wants to reveal to us. He is omnipotent, means he's all-powerful. There's no end to his power. And he wants to reveal and fill us with his power as well. He is omnipresent. He is everywhere. That's another one that's hard for me to, to understand, um, that he can be everywhere at the same time. We can only be one place at the same time, 
well, maybe sometimes two places. We can be someplace physically, and our mind can be someplace else sometimes, right? <laughs> but God is everywhere at the same time, and there's no end to who he is. There's no limit to his power. There's no limit to his capacity. So he is fully here with us right now in spirit and in mind and in thought, and he's fully with those, say, in Israel right now. And he has um, sadness and compassion and love for those people in fullness right now. Not in part. He's not like part of him is right here right now and part of him is over there. No. He's fully here. He's fully there. He literally is more than we can comprehend. Psalms 145.3 says, Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. I would even say this, that try it. Try to, to search him out to the fullest and see if you can learn everything you can about God. You won't hardly scratch the surface. I've been following God for mostly my whole life. And I've read the Bible several times over. And I keep, as I keep reading it, God continues just to reveal more things to me. Like verses that I've read probably a hundred times, he shows me something new. I'm like, how did I not notice that before? Like, wow. Okay, God, you're good. You continue to reveal. But again, he reveals to those who diligently seek him, who hunger for him, who hunger for his presence. If you're just reading the Bible, coming to church because you think it's something that you should do, something that you just want to check off your list, he's probably not going to reveal a whole bunch to you. He wants those who hunger and thirst for him. And if you do, if you pursue him, he will continue to pour himself out and to reveal to you and we will continue to discover more of him. And the, the coolest thing about it is it's not just here on this earth. We get to, we'll get to discover who he is for all eternity. It doesn't end. Like the, the gift that is Jesus, he will continue to reveal himself forever and ever and ever. And he's just going to continue, if you want, continue to blow our minds forever and ever and ever. Like, whoa, God, I thought you were good then. But, man, you're so much more amazing now. And you'll look back five years from now and be like, God, I thought you were good then, but you're so much more good now. Like, he is just so good. He's the gift that just gets better and better and better. Luke 10.22 says, All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows who the Son is except for the Father. Or who the Father is except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. So Jesus chooses to reveal himself and the Father to those he wants to. Who is those that he wants to reveal himself to? All those who diligently seek him. It's not, it's, it's not a, well, you have to be a, of a, a certain uh, class or you have to have gone through Bible college or you have to have done this. You have to have gotten your life 
in, you know, cleaned up and in such an order and done all this before I start to review. No, you can start to diligently seek him, excuse me, right now, wherever you're at. Sober, unsober, good, not good. You diligently seek him, and he will begin to reveal himself to you, and he chooses to do so. Our relationship with Jesus, I believe, is the greatest part, is the the greatest gift that we've ever gotten. And Jesus is a package deal, right? Because we get him, and he gave us what? Forgiveness of sins, freedom from sin, and relationship eternity with him for forever. When you accept Jesus, when you accept that gift of who he is, you you get all of that. And it's yours to have for eternity. Psalms uh, 34, 8 through 10 says, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. O fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him have no lack. The young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Sometimes we still lack, right? Sometimes there's things in this world that, like, maybe you got laid off and you need money, you need a job. I don't think... This is speaking to physical things that we lack. Sometimes there's physical, tangible things that we do lack, and God allows us to lack those things to drive us closer to him. But there's one thing that I know we will never lack if we truly have a heart for him, and that's his presence. We'll never lack the the goodness of his presence. And so David here in Psalms 38 says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. In, what, six days from now, seven days from now, we celebrate Christmas, and it's become a tradition for my family to have prime rib for Christmas dinner. I can taste it already. (laughs) And, you know, what was it? Uh, A couple nights ago, we had... My wife was um, taking care of her her grandma, so I was in charge of making dinner. So I made tacos and and noodles for my my daughters, and you know that's a, a food that sustains us, but it's not prime rib, right? <laughs> but when I tasted the the prime rib, I was like, oh man, this is so good. I wish I could have this every night. My budget does not. <laughs> But we should be like that with Jesus. And he is like that. He's like, he's so good. And when you really taste and see who he is, what his presence is, you don't want to go back to the way that you used to do things. You don't. You no longer have a desire for other things that you used to do. Like, the more and more that I pursue God, the less and less the... um, the allure of the world and its things become. Like, that's just not, 
as interesting anymore, as fascinating, exciting. Like there's used to be things that used to excite me, and, and there's still things that you know I enjoy, but it doesn't compare to His presence. It doesn't compare to Him. And I get to experience that for eternity. We get to experience that for eternity. Psalms 25.5 says, Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day long. This again is, is David. And Psalms 84.10 says, Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. Just speaking to the fact that David is saying, God, you're, Jesus, you are what I desire. There's nothing else that I want more than your presence. There's nothing else. And if you read through the Psalms, there's many Psalms where he speaks to this, where he just hungers and thirsts for God's presence. And God continues to reveal himself to him. And God is so good in that way. Like I said before, he reveals himself to those who diligently seek him. And, he, and it doesn't matter where you're at in life. And I know, especially in our, I don't know, I feel like in our Western culture, like we get this thing in our head, and I've tried to speak against this several times, but, you know, if I just get to a certain place in my life, if I just clean myself up enough, then God will bless me. Or God will do something in me or through me. Or God can use me if I get rid of this in my life. But he's not like that. It's all about the heart with him. And he wants you to desire him. And remember, I, th I spoke a few weeks ago um, speaking about, you know, whose responsibility it is for making our lives clean. Is it our responsibility? No, it's God's. Because you can't, we can't really make ourselves clean. We can try. I've tried many times on my own and failed many times. But when we pursue Christ, when we pursue Jesus, and he's where our focus lies, he creates lasting change. And it becomes no longer, I've got to do this to be better. I've got to do this to be clean. And it's no longer a struggle of you trying to make something happen, happen in a power that you honestly don't have. It becomes, okay, God, I'm just going to go after you. And then he all of a sudden gives you a distaste for the things that you don't want to do. And he gives you a hunger for more of him and his presence. And you begin to continue to taste and see and taste and see. And it just gets better and better and better. How many know that if you ate prime rib every day, eventually you would probably get bored of it? As great as it is, you would eventually get bored of it. 
Like, how many have ever had that? If you were stranded on a, a desert island, what's the one food you would choose? You know, pizza or hamburgers or whatever. Eventually, you would get bored of it. But not with God. You're not eventually going to get bored with him. You're not eventually going to find out, okay, I've read my Bible for now 30 days straight. It's kind of getting old. Okay, I've been spending time in prayer for now 15 days straight in the morning. It's kind of getting old. No, that's not going to happen. Because God is good. His presence is good. It just keeps getting better and better and better. Amen? I want you guys to, to pursue Christ. I want you to unwrap him like he wants to be unwrapped. He wants you to dive in. There's so many different facets to who he is. Like, our phones nowadays are pretty amazing, and I continue to find new and different features that I was like, oh, I didn't know it used to do that. Like, <laughs> how many have ever done that? It's like, oh, my phone can do that? Sometimes I find out things that I'm like, oh, wait, my phone can do that? Like, <laughs> like yeah, creepy, like it's stalking you. Like, <laughs> having conversations, I'm sorry, I didn't understand that. Shut up, I didn't, wasn't talking to you. Like, <laughs> but... Over and over and over again, God continues to reveal himself. And you're like, wow, God, you just keep getting better. There's different dimensions to you that I didn't even understand before or even contemplate before. But he's unsearchable. He's immeasurable. He's everlasting. There's no end to who he is and what he's going to reveal to us. He is the greatest gift. And I would even say this, that I think growing up, as a young boy in church, there was this always thought of the pursuit of kind of being good to go to heaven. Like, I want to go to heaven, yeah? How many would want to go to heaven? All right, okay. Heaven is not the greatest gift. I've now come to the place where if heaven came without Jesus, One probably wouldn't be heaven, but even if it was, and it say it was perfect, and there was no pain or anything, but if Jesus wasn't there, I wouldn't want it. His presence is what I want more than anything else. That is heaven. It's his presence. And guess what? We can experience that now. Eternity with him can start right now. And we can enjoy his presence this very day, going on into eternity. But I can have the worship team come on out. So the gift that is Jesus just continues to get better and better and better for those who diligently seek him, for those who hunger and thirst for him. And I want you guys, this is a challenge to you. There's several scriptures that I put on there that weren't spelled out because I want you guys to research it and look it up on your own. I want you to spend time getting into the word and discovering who he is on your own. I don't want you to just hear it from my, my lips from my mouth, from Pastor Doug's mouth, from Pastor Cameron's mouth, or whoever else is up here, I want you to search it out on your own and begin to 
experience for yourself how good and great and immeasurable and unsearchable he is. I want you to know, and I've said this to other people, but I want you to know the God that I know in the way that I know the God that I know. Just how amazing he really is. I want you to taste and see that he is good. I want you to know, not know, because I think a lot of us know that he is good. But I want you to know, I want you to experience that he is good. Amen? Amen. Let's stand. All right. Just a few moments. We're going to release you to get your kids and let the madness ensue with the gifts. But I wanted to ask, first of all, this morning, with every head bowed and every eye closed, maybe you've never, ever accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, never accepted him as that amazing gift that he is and all that he has to offer for you. So if that's you this morning, or maybe at one point you did, but you feel like you've walked away and kind of maybe toss that gift aside and you want to pick it back up if that's you this morning and you want to give your life to Christ or rededicate your life to him can you just raise your hand so I can know who I'm praying with this morning is anybody here like that thank you I see that hand thank you thank you I see that hand anybody else this could be for anybody online as well all right so we're going to pray together and we're just finish with a worship song, but you can just repeat after my after me. Father God, thank you for giving me the gift of your son, Jesus. Jesus, thank you for giving me the gift of salvation and freedom from sin. From this day forward, I promise to serve you to make you my Lord, my King, and my friend. And I just ask that you would help me by your power to search you diligently for all eternity. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on. That's the best decision you could ever do. As we close, could I just have the prayer team come on up? And we're just going to finish with the worship song. And if you have any prayer requests, please come up and get some prayer. But let's just finish with some worship.